what is the first thing that happens when we don't have time? We put ourselves to the side, right? We do everything for everybody else. We do our work. We do all the things that we need to do. And then we take care of us. We undervalue the importance of personal development. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to Jennifer Loading in today's bonus episode. I was privileged to interview Jennifer at a podcasting event called PodMax, and I knew my listeners would benefit from hearing from her. So please enjoy this episode of the Marketing Matrix Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and today I am joined by the beautiful and talented Jennifer Loading. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Guys, this woman is a powerhouse. She has been around on the scene doing all kinds of stuff for years and years and years. She's, she got her start in network marketing, which she's going to tell you a lot about, but right now she is a mindset and a productivity coach, and she is changing lives from the inside out. So Jennifer, we are super, super excited to have you on the show. We're excited to learn from you, excited to draw from your experience and just have a great conversation today. So um, thank you again for coming. And just for those of you that are listening in, we got connected today from, we we're at an event called PodMax. And so this is one of the experiences that we're having together um, with Josh's and, and Eric's event. So we're super grateful to them for putting this together and connecting us today. Um, and so, yeah, we're just excited to dive in and talk and converse and get to know each other. It's going to be great. Yeah, this could be fun. I could tell I like your energy already. So we're going to be good. We're, we're in good company right now. <laughs> I awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, let's do it. So for, for those of us and our listeners that don't know about uh, how you got to be so passionate about mindset and, and helping people um, get the space in between their ears fixed so they can reach their goals. How did you get there? What, oh, did, what's your journey? It's, it's a crazy journey and we'll have to take a few minutes. Okay. So yes, as you mentioned earlier, I started out in network marketing. I joined a company way back in November of 1999. Thought that was going to be my ticket to get rich. I loved the idea of autonomy. That was my thing. My parents had been entrepreneurs. So I really was sold on autonomy, but you know, let's fast forward just a teeny bit. And I'm going to say something about passion because you have to be passionate about what you're doing, because if you're not, you're going to swim upstream for a very long time. And so, you know, I thought I was going to be in this company forever. And then you know, life kind of turned upside down. Nine years ago, I was diagnosed with a rare nerve condition that affects the nerves on the left side of my face. Because of that condition, my life was completely turned upside down. So I went from being, 
you know, a girl who taught aerobics, an exercise junkie, you know, for the most part thought I was healthy to having a debilitating condition called a suicide disease. Extremely painful, forced me to be on a lot of medication, financially destroyed me, you know, professionally, personally. And so I had to make these concessions. I, you know, after four years of dealing with this, I, I came to this, basically this defining moment where, you know, I had lost a bunch of weight. I had had my gallbladder taken out. I couldn't eat. I was sick. I was terribly, I don't know, intoxicated on medication and I had to change something. And so I went to work and started working with some holistic practitioners and the, and the short version of that, you know, through dietary changes, I was able to turn that completely around, put the nerve pain into remission and get off all the medication. So let's go forward with that. I came out of that experience with all this um, new lease on life, this new knowledge. But something I had learned in going through that is that I was always in the middle of either chasing a goal or chasing a crisis. It, it brought me to this conclusion that if I wasn't right in the middle of some kind of major crisis, I was now moving on to a goal. So I had all these successes. I had come through this. I'd been a marathon runner. I had built, you know, teams in different organizations, earned cars within these companies. From the outside in, people were looking at me going, okay, this lady's amazing. She conquered this disease. She can run marathons. She can do all these things. But I was not personally fulfilled. And I felt like I was always struggling chasing success. And so I went on this whole journey and I like to say it was a sabbatical, except that I kept working to make money. <laughs> I had to make money. So I went on this two-year journey really to find out the root of this, like what was going on here. And that's when I really started working on my mindset and, and really just taking techniques that I talk about when I'm coaching, not rocket science, but it's all in the, the consistency. It's all in the consistency. And I really just started working on that and doing it day in and day out, day in, day out, and was able to master my mind, really get in control of my headspace to the point that, you know, if I wake up in the morning and I'm not feeling it, I know how to turn that around. Like I know how to completely change that so that I can slay my days. So you know, that's kind of how I got here. Interestingly enough, you know, I, I tell everybody all the day, I don't know how that I, that didn't really ever know this is what I was going to be doing. I've been coaching for years. I just coached in a different capacity. I really took what I recognized were my superpowers, which is motivating, inspiring, speaking, you know, hence why I love my podcast because I get to talk um, and, and just took those and tried to figure out a way, how can I capitalize on that? and let go of the things that I'm not so great at, the minutia, the things I call minutia. And so, yeah, so now, I, you know, I love it because I get to work with people and really just help them, whether, you know, they come to me, sometimes it's a health goal, sometimes it's helping them build their business. But the commonality is that we've got to get the headspace right. And so while we're helping them, you know, chuck away at those little goals that they're trying to reach, I'm in the background really working on building their mindset and their confidence so that they can take those skills and not only use them for what they're trying to do for now, but use them going forward in everything they're trying to complete. So wow. it, it's been a fun ride. No <laughs> joke. Sum that up in such a short time. I'm like, we could be here for a while if you really want to talk about it. You know? Yeah. Well, no joke. I, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, we have probably a, at least a hundred hours of content that we could just go through with all of the lessons that you've learned 
through your, your health journey, your business journey, your personal discovery journey. I mean, there is so much to unpack there. Isn't it um, crazy? <laughs> it's just it's crazy. Amazing. It's amazing. Well, first of all, so grateful that you found a solution that got you healthy so that you could perform at your, at your highest level. I know that uh, many people that are suffering are still trying to find that. And so um, to take great hope from that, that there's, there is something that your body needs that it can use to, to grow. Um, so who, who are your customers? Who do you serve? Who do you coach? Oh, this is my favorite. I, all kinds, you know, like I said, interesting. Like I, I just this week released a client. I love to say the word release because this person was at a place where they're ready to go. Like they've mastered it. They feel good and they're moving forward. And so I have had everybody from, you know, I had a gal that I'm working with that was just out of the air force going, getting ready for fighter pilot school and was in that transitional period where she really wanted to physically get prepared. But as you know, anything like that, you still got to have the mindset. So while we went into this whole idea that we were going to, you know, work on all this, these physical modalities, you know, get her ready, prepared body wise, we were working on the mindset too. And so, you know, I've had that I've had, I've got a client right now that I'm working with that just moved from uh, a kind of a corporate to launching her own business. And now she's trying to get in that space. Like, how do I market myself? How do I just get out there and, and expose myself? And so, you know, we've been working on strategies, but again, even though we're working on those strategies, we're building up her confidence and the mindset component to that so that she can continue doing that. So it's all kinds of people. I, you know, I, I'd like to say I want to niche it just to one group, but I feel like right now for me it's about the mindset so it gives me kind of the flexibility to work with different kinds of people as long as they're willing to come to the table and tackle that i just say i'm not a band-aid kind of person i'm not going to slap mm -hmm. a band-aid on you i want you to be equipped so that you can really go out there and, and change your entire life you yeah. know and what and what's interesting is even when i'm coaching people it's so neat when somebody says to me i don't even need the word i don't even know what the word i want to look for here but when someone says to me you know something in a relationship changed or something changed in another area of their life an area we weren't even touching upon and the whole thing is is that they're just showing up completely differently they're coming from a different place because their mindset's completely different mm. so I love that. I love that. I love that. The, the, the imagery that comes into my mind is um, I had when I was uh, going through some mindset work, I had a mentor that said, you know, one, one rotten apple in a barrel of apples is, is going to destroy the whole barrel. So like you have to get to the rotten apple, even if it's at the very bottom and you have to clean that out. And so um, that was just the imagery that like, came to my mind as you were speaking is like, you are like, you're not just skimming a couple rotten apples off the top you are digging deep and you are finding that deepest rotten apple to to help people uh not have the rest of their strengths tarnished and rot because because of that that yeah, one that was weakness. good that was so good i like that analogy that was i yeah. didn't think about it that way but it is it's so true because if you think about it i mean you know, everything I feel like I do, I, I'm a lead by example kind of person. It's an integrity thing for me. So I'm not going to ever teach somebody something I'm not willing to do or I haven't done, right? I'm just not going to do that. And part of the thing when I was going through my whole health crisis, you know, as a leader in the company that I was in, I had to step down from that position. I had to make that personal decision because I could no longer go out there and do it. And it became an integrity issue for me. So everything I do, I have to show them that it can be done. And so, you know, having gone through these challenges, I feel like in some way, yes, I wish I wouldn't have had to have all that, but I feel like it also gave me incredible 
knowledge to be able to say, you know, hey, if you do these things and you're willing to commit and you do them over and over, because it's just about building healthy habits. It's about being consistent, right? And then we can help you win. But I'm not going to lie, clients, sometimes when they come to me, are, I can tell they're not willing to do that. They're not willing to peel the onion layers. Like they just want me to give them this quick fix. Like, okay, I can tell you how to do that. But are you going to stick with that as soon as we hang up the phone? And then guess what? You've now wasted your money with me because mm -hmm. nothing's going to stick long term. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. I'm excited to dive into this. So, um, <laughs> you have, you have lots of different types of clients, but like, but, but I'm very curious, do you see like a common trend where you're like, like most people are missing this aspect or they're ignoring this piece about their mindset or something? Like what are some of the common threads that you see? Like regardless of where your client comes from or what their background is, like, like what's getting in our way? I think that people don't really understand the power of things like affirmations and gratitude, that self-care. It, it's the way I put this to people is that like, okay, for instance, in the morning, I get up at 5 a.m. every day. Like I'm up at five. I do on Saturday and Sunday, sleep until six. I allow myself that one hour. And here's why, because the morning for me is very sacred. It is my time to work on me. It's my personal development. I work out, I do my reading, I do anything that I need to do to develop me. And I think a lot of times it goes like exercising. People, what is the first thing that happens when we don't have time? We put ourselves to the side, right? We do everything for everybody else. We do our work, we do all the things that we need to do, and then we take care of us. We undervalue the importance of personal development. And so I feel like, you know, this is a conversation I have to have with a lot of people. If you're not willing to do these steps day in and day out, and I'm talking little things like you're looking at your affirmation and reading that thing over and over and over until you wake up one day and you believe in who you are and what your superpower is, right? That's not something you are born knowing. You have to work on that. And so I just think people undervalue that. And so I always tell people, it's like your vitamins. Like you don't have the option to negotiate this. You need to take this. If you want to succeed in life, you need to figure this out. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So getting yeah. tough and like doing it, doing the work, you know? Yeah. I love that. So, um, what time do you go to bed? I try to be in bed by 10, but here's the funny. So my son, my youngest has a job and sadly enough, you know, like as a mom, you don't go to bed till the kid's home, right? This is my youngest. And so he's been getting out at like 11 o'clock at night. They just recently changed it to 10 o'clock during the week. I was like dying here for a couple months. I'm like, telling him, I'm like, dude, you're going to have to find another job. This is not working for mom. <laughs> so I try to get to bed at a decent, but you know, if I get, I'm one of those people, I can function typically on about six hours. I'm doing pretty good. Anything less than that. I'm not rocking. <laughs> I'm yeah. Not yeah. Okay. So I, let me, I, I'm going to have you, uh, dig into my morning routine for just a second. I think, I think it's our fun. listeners will find this interesting and, and, and I'm going to, I'm taking advantage of my expert here that I've got in front of me. So I, um, I've had a really, really tough time with, with my morning routine and, and the, I'll just give you a, just a, a little bit of context. And so I, my brain is very active in the morning. And so like, it is very easy for me to like get up get to my desk and get working right away. But like, I also understand that it's important to, you know, center yourself. And, and I totally believe in affirmations and in personal development. And I am such a sucker for what you just said in terms of 
I will always put other things, other people and other things before myself. And then, you know, by the time the night comes, like you're tired and all you want to do is like sit down and watch TV, not like, you know, engage in physical activity or strengthening your mind. Um, so I got this sad cycle, you know, where like I'd get up and I'd be very productive, but I also wouldn't put myself first. So I had this realization. I was like, okay, I need a, I need to be more diligent with the morning routine. So I did and my morning routine was, you know, I had lots of journaling, some deep breathing, lots of meditation, prayer, uh, you know, quiet time, which was great. And I loved it. But what happened is by the time I sat down to my desk, my, my mind was like so calm and almost like depleted from like being so internal that like I couldn't work. And so like, I would like spend two hours like being distracted and like really like trying to force myself to work and I just couldn't do it. Then I get to lunch and lunch kind of, you know, like gets the, the, the energy back in because you have calories in your system. And then I'd work really hard in the afternoon. And I'd be great in the afternoon, but then boom, like my day's done. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I did not even get a fraction of what I needed to. So I stopped my morning routine because, well, I was at a conference and I was listening to Tony Robbins and I watched Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is like a master of yes. energy control and energy shift. And I watched him take this woman, like she was really like lacked confidence and like what she wanted to do and like the next step in her business. And he just did a couple things over the course of like 60 seconds with her and asked her like the exact same questions again. And she just like turned into this like bad a boss lady Wow. and like knew what to do. And I, all of a sudden I had this insight that like my morning routine is great, but it puts me in the wrong energy to be the warrior at work that I need to be to just, you know, like get tons of stuff done and delegate and, and, and really think hard and stuff. And so I stopped my morning routine because I was like, okay, I'm the morning routine is good, but I'm setting myself up for failure with work in terms of like the energy state that I'm putting in. And I haven't been able to find the correct way to self-care because I believe in that fully, but also have me be in the right state to just absolutely like, like you said earlier, slay the day. Yeah. So I would love your opinion on like, how do you take care of yourself, but create the right energy so that you can just kick trash when you need to, you can be internal when you need to. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'm like, uh, maybe I need a night routine instead because of the way I operate. I don't know. I would just love for well, you. I was kind of just thinking that cause your personality is very similar to mine. Okay. So there's a book, I'll tell you this. There's a book out there called the power of wind by the sleep doctor. One of my friends recommended it to me. I talk about it on my show all the time because basically the book tells you that we are one of four animals. We're a lion, a bear, a dolphin, or a wolf. You're probably a lion. Like I am meaning you get up in the morning and you're very task oriented, ready to like slay the day, ready to roll. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. I'm fasting today. I've not had breakfast. It's like my favorite meal. Surprisingly, I'm doing well, but I love breakfast because I just get so much done by noon. Like by noon, my day is done. I can just do what I want the rest of the day. Okay. So knowing where you are in this is really crucial according to the sleep doctor, because a lot of times we think everybody needs to be a morning person. Not everybody is a morning person. They do better in the evening. I tend to get more creative at night. Don't talk to me about business contracts at eight o'clock at night. Cause I'm liable to just sign something. If somebody gets me excited because I'm creative, right? Talk to me at five or six in the morning. I'm on it. Like we're going to talk, right? So when I was doing this, when I was trying to figure out, and I have to do this with a lot of people, it is, it's about figuring out where people are going to work best because you're right. So when you said that before you even said the nighttime thing to me, I was thinking about what did I do with my routine when I was trying to get this developed? And so for me, I did have to split part of it up because 
So on my podcast, I have this thing, this mantra that I do, and it's basically, I say it when I open my podcast, like I do my intro and it's, you know, like what the show is about. And then I might, my sponsor, and then it's like, okay, gang, today's a great day to be brave. You might as well start now. You have the power to change your circumstances any day you decide, but today be that day, rise up, be amazing, be you, do you. That's my mantra. So that is something that I use anytime I'm feeling kind of in that, I call funk stage, whatever that sludge. But that was something very early on I started doing in the morning because too, I would get like you, if I got too relaxed, it was hard for me to get back in that, that state of mind and be like ready to go. So I had to move things like my gratitude journal at the end of the day, I would do that right when I would do my to-do list. And that would be one thing I would say to you if you do a to-do list, because to me, that is like gold. Like that is the first thing I teach people when I'm talking to them is get a to-do list and write it the night before. Why? Because you'll sleep better when you go to bed. Everything's off your chest. You got the list written out, right? When you get up in the morning, you know exactly what you need to do, right? But also, even on that to-do list, I wrote the self-care stuff on the top. So now it became more of kind of a task for me that it's something I need to do. It's my vitamins. I need to get this done. I'm going to mark it off with my highlighter in the process of marking it off. What am I doing? I'm building my confidence, which is giving me confirmation bias, right? Because I'm succeeding at something. And even when I didn't have proof that anything was happening, I just did it anyways. I just, because I'm all about building that consistency. So for you, it may just be a matter of splitting that up and doing a little trial and error. Maybe do the things in the morning, like the affirmation and the mantra, the morning, maybe the breathing and the gratituding is an evening ritual for you. You know what I mean? The idea here is you just want to get it in because the more that you're doing the gratitude, obviously you can't have fear and anxiety in the same place as gratitude. So the more you're building the gratitude, you're looking for wins in your day. The evening's a perfect time to do that because you can be like, what happened today? Like what amazing happened, right? And in the morning, if you're that take charge, so like I'm gonna slay my morning, get it all done, get yourself pumped up with a, you know, your affirmation and your mantra. I put that thing in front of my mirror. You know, like when I was doing this, when I first started out, I had it written out. It was like dead smack in the middle of my mirror when I brushed my teeth. So I couldn't get around it. Like I had to see it, you know? So a lot of it is, it's just timing and it's a lot of trial and error, but I'll tell you the biggest thing that makes the difference is when you do it repeatedly. And I'm finding, and I said this on a different show because somebody asked me like, how long do they think it takes? I'm finding that somewhere between the eighth and the 11th week of me working with somebody on this stuff repeatedly that's when I'm seeing the shifts. If I can get them past the first couple of weeks of thinking that what I'm saying is not workable, right? I'm like, okay, well, it's worked for me. If you knew where I was, you know, a few years ago and you see where I'm at now, I don't know, you can figure that out. But somewhere between that window of time, that's when I start seeing those shifts. And that's when I start seeing them say to me, they're noticing things about you know, other areas of their lives are making a difference. All of a sudden their mindset's changing just a little bit. They're getting annoyed about, you know, when they're around negative people, you know, there's all these little things, you know, your, your circle of influence is important, what you're reading daily. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. It's a puzzle yeah. matrix. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, I really, I appreciate you listening first of all, and then giving some ideas. I'm definitely going to pick up that book, the power of when yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. Like, regardless what you try, like it's the consistency that's the most important. I think I had just when I was getting ready for the event just today, I woke up and I just, I just had this fat realization that like I've allowed, I've had some really cool, amazing opportunities in my business in the last few months that have been, I'm so blessed by, but I've really let it, uh, take place of some of my 
uh, neurotic focus on myself that I normally have. And this morning I was just like, okay, Lisanne, like you really need to, you need, you, you need to not stay in that crazy work habit, you know, and you need to force yourself to to time block again, you need to force yourself to, to take care of yourself again. And so it, it's fun. It's just, it's really, really present for me because it was literally just this morning where it was like, Hey, my body was like, Hey, told you we were meant to talk. See, hey. you know what? It's a process. It is a process. If I told you, you know, eat this food and you're going to lose weight, you're going to go, okay, well, if I'm motivated, I'll, or, or don't eat this food. Let's say, don't eat this food. You know, I'm going to lose weight. If you're motivated, you're going to go, okay, fine. But if I tell you these habits that you do day in and day out are going to check, are going to change your entire life in all areas of your life, that becomes a different look. You see what I'm saying? It's not only about you do these things because you're trying to fix your habits and your health or whatever. It becomes more of you're doing these to change your life. And that's the thing that I try to sell people on is that when they come to me for these, I need to lose weight or I want to run a marathon or help me with my business. That's great. But I'm telling you right now, if I just tell you that piece of it, you can go hire a business coach, right? A, a strategist, right? Or you can get a, or you can get a person that's run a marathon. I have run marathons, so I can, but you could go find somebody that that's all they do. I'm not interested in doing that. I'm interested in changing the way you look at things so that you can win in the long run. I want to see you win because when the thing is, when we're all winning, we're better human beings. We, yeah. uh, we can offer so much to the world when we come from a place of being emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's so exciting. <laughs> Indeed it is. So, and, and where, where are your, uh, your, the anchors of your philosophy? Like who, where have you pulled your methodologies from? Oh, I think it's just come from everywhere. I, I think it's been my 20, you know, 21 years in the network marketing space. The company that I was with had incredible influencers. I mean, I've been, I've listened, you know, Zig Ziglar, John Maxwell. I mean, I love Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Jen Sincero. I mean, there's just, I've been able to have a long exposure with incredible mentors, but also in my life coaching, you know, I did like, I also did life coaching and, and I took that really not because I knew that I wanted to be a coach. I took it because I wanted a better me. I had no intentions at that time of even doing anything with that other than getting better at communicating with my team. I just wanted to be a better communicator. Mm. But in the process, you know, when you go through these things, you learn so much about yourself when you go through personal development that it really, it just inspired me to want to be better. You know what I mean? To do Uh more. I will tell you the biggest thing I, I did aside from taking care of my health was the day that I decided to start reading every single day. That was the day, the biggest, the biggest decision that I made that changed the trajectory of my life going forward because it got me thinking differently. Sure, sure. And like, are we talking like reading like self-help type books? Or are we talking like rom- romance novels and stuff? No like romance, no. I have to do all self-help. So I mean, I immediately went to John Maxwell. That was probably my first book I read. And then from there, and I still, to this day, I'm not a big romance novel or history buff. I mean, I'll catch some of that on TV, but if I'm going to sit down to read something, I want to expand my knowledge. Like Mm -hmm. I took a course recently, it was called happiness and fulfillment. Then I did a social psychology course because I really, I I took that course when the pandemic started because I wanted to understand the rationale behind people, why people were thinking the way they were thinking collectively. And just, I learned a lot of insight doing that, you know, even just things like confirmation bias and cognitive dissonance and all Mm -hmm. that, you know? So I'm really about expanding the mind and whatever that is for you. I don't know what that is. It's different for everybody. What inspires you to want to learn more? 
for me, it's, it's self personal development books. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, on, on my dating profile, uh, I literally have that I eat uh, business and self-help books for breakfast. So I love it. I'm with yes. you. So what, what are you reading right now? I'm reading a book that was actually a, a guest on my show. Her name is Julie Van Orden. She is, has a background in health and wellness, had her own TV show on a cable network at one point. Um, but her book is, I think it's called Well With God. And it actually, it talks really about everything I'm saying. It's finding you as being, you know, finding the spiritual in the center and then everything aligns around it. So she just breaks it down. Whereas I talk about four quadrants, she breaks it down into eight. And, uh, but it's a lot of the same kind of messages, really, you know, whatever that means to you, that spiritual self means to you, but it's finding that inner self. And once you figure out who that is and who you are and align, then everything else flows in place. Yeah. That's cool. I love it. Yeah, it's love it's it. an interesting book right now. I'm reading about uh, physical wellness and, and which is so interesting because it's what I talk about that your health is not about the diet and the exercise. There's more to it. In fact, she says in there something like, you know, if you're not happy at your job, that affects your health and your well-being, right? It's all connected. Mm. I love it. That's so great. So great. Such good books. And they're not like just like the normal regular ones. Oh, no, you've, you've, yeah. you've got you've gotten through the regular ones. You're into the Yeah, I'm finding all these I get all these interesting. I love reading the books of the people that come on the show because they write, you know, when they write something and kind of learn about their backgrounds and like, you know, what their what their thought right. processes and stuff. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's switch to the business side of things. How do people hear about your services? How do you get your, your word out there? Is it mostly word of mouth? Do you do any organic marketing or paid marketing? What do you, what do you do to spread? Oh my spread gosh. I have all kinds of things going on right now. I've done probably a little of everything. I mean, I have a website obviously set up where most of my stuff is in my book, my podcast, everything's linked to the main, the main page, but I do, I'm in social media and of course I have my podcast. And so I do, I tell people, I had somebody the other day ask me how I got into coaching and I'm like, Oh goodness, do you have a minute? Why don't you just go look me up? Cause I'm all over. So I tell people, if you punch my name in the internet, like you will even find my running career. You'll find everything in there, you know, hopefully no bad, but you'll find everything. So, um, I've done a little of everything, but I found, you know, I am such a connector. Like I am so still old school. I'm really learning to navigate that whole online presence because I came into that world where it was all about doing, you know, parties in the home and building those relationships, doing those presentations. And that's why I still love, even if we can't absolutely get face to face, I want to at least see my person I'm talking to because for me, that's how I read their, you know, the communication. I read body language and how they're responding. So a lot of still, you know, networking. And interestingly enough, even with my podcast, it's so funny. I'm like, if I ever would have mastered this early on in network marketing, I would have been rich because I have people that recruit for me. Like I have people, I have about six or seven people that actually recruit guests for my podcast because I'm so excited about it. They're like, Hey, this person will fit. They'll send me a message and be like, you need to talk to this person. And so this is a true story. I have a wait list. Like I am always booked up because I keep getting these incredible leads and I have to like filter through and be like, you know, where do I want to put this person in this one and this one? So I, it's a lot of networking for me and um, I'm kind of starting to learn to navigate that whole online space. And I'm in there. I'm like on all, I'm like trying to navigate all the different pages and how to do them. And, um, and I'm actually partnering up with a new, uh, a co-partner co on my podcast and she's an excellent strategist. So I'm really excited to work with her and just kind of take in some areas that I'm probably not as gifted in and allow her to kind of, you know, just verse me on some of that stuff. 
I love it. So with us being in such a digital world and especially virtual with the pandemic, like what, what are your sources of networking? Like, are you in Facebook groups or do you have coaching programs that you network with the people that are in the coaching program or something? Like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, I'm doing a little all of that. I, I do. I did just recently actually set up another group um, that I'm doing where I'm actually putting a new, it's a women's group for empowering women. And so I'm kind of taking some of my content and putting it into that. But yeah, we're doing a lot of networking via Zoom. So I just, it, the neat thing about here in Dallas, networking is very heavy here. And so a lot of the people that were doing them in person have taken them off to these Zoom meetings. And so we can still network within that. But a lot of it, it really still is. It's like, you know, reaching out to my people, like, who do you know? Who do I need to be in the space with? And I'm a so when I meet somebody, I'm immediately in my brain thinking, who can I connect this person with? Who, who can benefit from their services or can they build some kind of synergy together moving forward? You know, so networking is a lot of it. These groups, Facebook, I am also in the process of doing a, a course creation, like as we're talking, like I'm in the process of one right now. I love it. I love it. And do you do your coaching? Is it group coaching or one-on-one -on -one coaching? How do you, how do you facilitate your coaching? I do both. I, I honestly love doing individual coaching the most it's effective. It's not quite as effective because obviously in a group coaching, you can do more, but because I'm such a holistic thinker, like, I feel like it sometimes is so hard to really get to know people on that group level, like really dig in and help them. And I, it's hard because you got to navigate that. Like, what is your worth? You know, like, how much time do you want to spend on this? So I foresee myself eventually moving more into that digital creation, you know, digital content course creation and really doing more of the group coaching. But right now my emphasis is really working on the one-on-one -on -one right now. Mm -hmm. I love my clients. They're just, it's fun. It's just so awesome to see them make that transformation. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. um, okay, cool. And so, and let's talk about your business goals. Like, where are you headed? Like, what, what are you trying to build? What are you, what are you creating? Oh my goodness. This is so much fun. It's my favorite part. So I, like I just said, I partnered up with a new co-host on the podcast. Originally when I created my, so my podcast is called Starter Girls with a Z. It's an empowerment podcast. Um, and the tagline when we open it is, you know, where extraordinary decisions produce extraordinary results. These are my friends. These are your friends and they're living extraordinary. So it's all about creating this environment and showing my people that you can do, be, have anything you want if you're willing to put in the work and make an extraordinary decision. So I'm trying to show them that we can remove the labels, the diagnosis, whatever that is, take it away and show you that you don't have to be a victim. You can be a victor, right? So that's the podcast. Well, I have been, when I started this show out, I had a co-host and about six months into that, I realized that our vision was not in alignment. I'm a visionary. I mean, the tabs are in my, are open. The sticky notes are everywhere all the time. I know where I'm going. Like I see that big picture. So when you ask me that, you know, I had this co-host that came on six months into this, I realized we were not on the same page. We split parted ways. I kept originally what was mine, the starter girls. I was introduced to somebody um, in January that she has her own set of accolades. She was a top 100 American Idol finalist season four when Carrie Underwood was in. She's written a book, released some music. She's been a voiceover actor. I mean, she's in a completely different forum, but she's a unicorn in her field because she basically helps people that want to go on reality TV. She's been there. She's done it. How do they do it? And so I was introduced to her. Um, that is, talk about niched. Right? 
That's crazy. That is niche. And she's a unicorn. And so I was introduced to her at the beginning of the year. And so we have a lot of the same vision, same passion, same energy drive, just kind of, I'm in that business sector. She's in that, you know, art sector. And so we're coming together and really what's neat about this is, is taking my vision, which is this, this platform for this starter girls, which it composes of an entertainment piece to it an educational, which is course creation workshops, and then this giving back to communities. So it's really about just taking my vision of everything that I've gone through and saying, Hey, how can I take all that tragedy, all that mess, you know, this, this 40 something years of chasing crisis and between goals and, and achievement and put that to good use to show people, you don't have to do that. Like you just got to figure out that headspace and, and take that. And once you figure that out, you can be and do anything you want to do. I love it. I love it. This is exciting. This is exciting. I, know, I get so, excited. Think, imagine my world. I get excited thinking about it. <laughs> I love it. So is it growth um, just in the, in the podcast realm or are you guys going to be creating courses together or coaching together? Like, like what, what are you guys? In the podcast, yes, we're going to be doing together. But then we, of course, both have our own because she's got her own business, you know, and then I've got my own. So yes, we'll still be doing our own thing. But the podcast is really a layer of that. And that's the pot part. I mean, I just... I think together, you know, when you're trying to create stuff, sure, you can do things by yourself, but I really feel like when you can find a partnership with a team of people that can enhance your gifts, that's when you have the power, I think, to do some really big things. Because I recognize, I know where I'm good. I know where my strengths are, but I also know where my weaknesses are. And so it's, it's one of those things where I don't take that very lightly. I mean, I went six months with no co-hosts and I spent the last year really building my show, really learning the dynamics of how to present, how to find the right guests. How do you get that out there? How do you social market it, right? All of that stuff. So I feel confident enough now that if I needed to teach somebody how to do a podcast, I could probably teach them how to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So now it's really about how do I go to the next level with that? How do I take my vision for empowering people and using what I love? And that is presenting you know, getting content out to people, energizing them, making them leave that experience feeling like, wow, that was just like a badass experience. Like I want them to come in. And that is the thing when they come on the show, they're always surprised because it's an empowerment show about business or talking, but they always walk away going, wow, that was just like a lot of fun. Like that was just fun. And you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what I'm trying to create, but I want to take it that step further. And that's where that course creation, we're going to do that together. Those workshops we're going to do together, you know, having that extra piece that we can put out there. I love it. I love it. Oh, this is so exciting. I'm so excited for you. And Thank I can you. just tell that you're putting a lot of good into the world. Um, and that is just, just needed. That is so needed right now. Uh, well, I, I love to always ask my guests this question, so I'm excited for, to hear your answer to it, especially since you're a mindset person. But what has been the big, and because you just had a, just a crazy, amazing journey, what has been the biggest internal transformation that you've experienced in this entrepreneurial journey? I would say that I've been able to find the harmony in my life. I've been able to find that spot where... I wake up every day feeling like something magical is going to happen that, you know, having, and I, I'm going to share this from a different perspective, having come from in, in an environment where depression runs very heavily in our house. You know, I, I had a, a biological grandfather that committed suicide. My grandmother attempted, I've wrestled with my kids and my oldest daughter had to go into therapy for it. So it, it's very heavily in our family. And, and for years I dealt with mood disorders. You know, I would go into these, these, 
I don't want to say like where I wouldn't do anything, but I would go into these state of minds where I would just be in this depressed state. It would last for days. I mean, days. And then I would come out of that and I would have almost like this manic life where I was super happy. I'm conquering the world, right? That's a very a, a rough way to live because you're constantly up and down. And I didn't know how to get out of that. I would just say, you know, I'm in this mood, leave me alone. And I'm in it for day three, day five, day whatever. And I got tired of that. And so in this whole journey, I've, I feel like I gained the control to control my own happiness, to make myself get out of that. Just like I know how to, to do my exercise every day, I now know how to get my head out of that space. And so it's just these little things that we do every day and day in and day out. So that now I look at things and I'm like, you know, I wake up every morning and I, and the first thing I do when I get up, I'm like, what's going to happen today? Like my brain just automatically goes, what are I going to talk to you today? Like what's going to happen today? You know what I mean? And that's such a good feeling because it's no more, you know, I'm no more this victim of these bad moods and these mood swings and this mood disorder. It's now Jennifer's conquering her day and she has the ability to help other people see that they can control that if they want to. Oh, I'm not I saying don't, that. I'm not saying don't go to a doctor. If you need to go to a doctor for that kind of stuff, do not, I'm not against all that. I'm just saying for me, I had been on a ton of medication. I don't want to be that person that has to do that. And so for me, that was probably the biggest thing is being able to control my emotions and my happiness by doing things for myself. Oh, I love, I love that so much. Well, I love, um, just that, that, uh, that mindset of, you know, like what's going to happen today, like in an exciting way. Like I remember when I was in my early twenties, I, so I'm, I'm a religious individual. So I was making the decision on whether to serve a full-time mission for my church. And I was terrified of it. And I almost didn't go because of the unknown, right? The uncertainty. I didn't know what it was going to be like to wake up as a missionary every day. And I'm so grateful that I went. I almost didn't go because I didn't have that attitude of, you know, what's going to happen today, you know? Right. And so I think that is just amazing. And I love how you, how, you, uh, how you said that and how you framed that. And that's such a powerful, powerful way to, to, to approach every day because I think sometimes we take our lives for granted, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't, we just assume we're going to wake up the next day. Right. And it may one day it won't be that way. And so why not, you know, when we wake up every day, be excited to, to be in the world and be breathing. So yeah, I love embrace that. it. Embrace I it. Love that. You I know, love that. Nothing's guaranteed in life. And you know, the one thing that I, I try to do every day is, you know, sometimes the things we think the things that we do are not resonating with anybody or making a difference. That's, you know, we, we all feel that way at times. And there are times even I sit back sometimes and I think, you know, is what I'm doing really making a difference, you know, but the thing is, is every day when I get up, I, I try to figure out what is one thing, one step I can take from where I'm at with what I have, that's going to bring me closer to what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that may be very small, but in every day in doing that, we're building our self-confidence. We're, we're, we're claiming our superpower. We're really stepping into that. And then those things that you're talking about that were once seemed almost so scary become like, oh, this is an adventure. I'm exploring today. You know, I'm a, I'm a new baby learning to walk and I'm probably going to fall down, but who cares? Because something magical may come from this entire experience. And what can I learn that I can embark on somebody else and show another individual that today they can make a difference in their own lives and change the trajectory? 
Yes. I love it. I love it. That's beautiful. You have been very memeable today, Jennifer. I've Not got on like purpose. I just get excited. <laughs> I love it. We're going to, I'm going to take a bunch of quotes uh, and we're going to, we're going to have fun with this episode for sure. All right, everybody. Well, I am so, this has been such a blast. Seriously, so much fun. Jennifer, for those of our listeners who want to learn from you, follow you, understand your journey, subscribe to the podcast, get some of your material. How can people find you? Go to my website, easy enough, Jennifer Loading. It's L-O-E-H, H is in Harry, D is in dog, I-N-G.com. Super easy. It's just my name. All right. Well, everyone, this is Jennifer Loading. We are so excited to have her on the Marketing Matrix today. Thank you so much for sharing your heart, some of your story, and giving us a behind-the-curtain look at what's happening in your business. So excited for you and, and just bless everything that you're working on. And again, I can't wait for us to, to continue to get to know each other. Thank you. So fun. Thanks so much for joining us for this bonus episode of the Marketing Matrix podcast. We always want to continue the conversation about marketing over in our Facebook group. Facebook group is called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Ecom Brands. Join us at facebook.com slash group slash fbadninja. And as always, guys, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to catch all of the gold every single week. All right, see you next week.